Forex Fridays, only on Money FM 89.3. We're limping into the fourth quarter on the back of a wall of worry that could be also com- complicating the outlook for Forex markets. And the latest ones coming from mainland China and the potential for a power shortage to undermine the economic outlook for the world's second largest economy. Of course, there's also the upcoming policy statement from the Monetary Authority of Singapore. And we'll see what policymakers here actually do with regards to tweaking the settings potentially for the Sing dollar. A lot to really tackle. And today on Forex Fridays, we're joined once again by Mr. Kun Go, the head of Asia Research at ANZ, to help us set the stage for what to expect on the last three months of the year. Mr. Goh, thank you so much for joining us. Glad to hear you and your loved ones are still in good health and safe during these uncertain times. And welcome back to the show, sir. Hope you're having a good Friday. Yeah, thanks very much for having me back to you. All right. So, you know, uh, Mr. Goh, in recent weeks, much is being made about a slowdown in China's economy and concerns are now shifting towards a potential power crisis and shortage that could hit some of the factories in the world's second largest economy. Tell us, how closely is ANZ watching this in terms of its implications, both for GDP and the Chinese yuan? We are monitoring this very closely. You know, the Chinese economy had already been slowing uh, before we had this power crunch. And it's fair to say this will accentuate the slowdown in the near term. We just had the PMI data out today showing that um, the PMI contracted for the first time since February last year. So this really underscores the impact that this is already having. And we're we're likely to see some downward revisions to GDP growth um, for the full year ahead. Uh, in terms of the impact on the Chinese yuan, uh, it's not really having a material impact at the moment. The yuan has actually been trading very strongly. Uh, so, so far, this is more of an impact on uh, real economic activity. I think the yuan is still being supported by a favorable export outlook from China at the time being. All right. And in fact, when you take a look at the Chinese yuan right now, it is hovering around that 6.44 level, 6.44 to 6.45 uh, for the better part, actually, of the last uh, of the last uh, few months. I do want to also point, I, I'm sure you're also aware, Mr. Go, of the long holiday in China, observance of the National Day holiday that will last until Wednesday. It's being closely watched for indicators of consumer spending. It's another one of those things that people are concerned about, the health of consumer sentiment out in the mainland. How important is this going to be also in determining both China's economic outlook and will this also matter for the Chinese yuan in the broader scheme of things? Uh, we are looking at uh, consumer spending in China pretty closely. Retail sales numbers recently have really disappointed mm-hmm. uh, and we were surprised at how weak uh, household spending has been. Now this could be the first sign that the slowdown in the real estate sector might be starting to impact on consumer spending and also household debt levels in China have risen a lot in recent years. Uh, partly on the back of the rise in uh, real estate uh, investment. Uh, But with concerns around Evergrande, for example, uh, maybe that is starting to seep a little bit into um, Chinese consumer spending, making them a little bit cautious. So we're going to watch the uh, spending data over the uh, Golden Week holiday to see whether we do see a pickup in spending or whether it still remains soft. If it's a latter, uh, then that will definitely raise concerns uh, about slowing momentum growth in China, particularly on top of um, the uh, power shortages and uh, recent weakness in investment spending as well. Now, when you talk about uh, China, it is, uh, and it being the world's second largest economy, if there's a lot of knock-on effects and vulnerabilities to regional economies, and few currencies may be as closely linked to the Chinese yuan as the Australian dollar. Now, on one hand, when you look at that currency, commodity imports from China are still expected to slow down because of ongoing curbs, but the Australian 
Australian economy is preparing to reopen from lengthy lockdown measures. And despite those curves you're talking about, we've seen commodity prices rise for the most part. How does this uh, basically impact the Australian, bo- uh, Australian dollar, uh, uh, given the balance of things, Mr. Goh? So the Aussie dollar has certainly been weighed down by the concern uh, emanating from China. And while some commodity prices have been high, coal and oil prices, for example, the one that's really important for the Australian dollar, which is iron ore, has actually fallen quite sharply in recent months. Mm -hmm. That's largely on the back of expectations that demand for steel will reduce because of the slowdown in investment in residential investment in particular. And iron ore is a key input into the making of steel. Uh, So that has weighed very heavily on the Aussie dollar, which is why it's um, hovering very close to key support level at around 72 cents. Now, with um, the government in Australia um, indicating that they are planning to reopen the borders, for Australian citizens and permanent residents from December. That's a welcome move, and if that carries on and goes ahead, uh, that could be a bit of a respite uh, for the Aussie dollar, as we can expect. Uh, A lot of Australians who currently have been locked out of the country might start to make plans to get back into Australia, which uh, could provide a boost for the Aussie into year end. Uh, we're speaking to Mr. Kun Go, the head of Asia Research at ANZ here on Forex Fridays. I want to get back to the Australian dollar at some point in this conversation, Mr. Go. But first off, um, I'm sure you've also taken note of all these inflationary pressures or concerns raised about rising inflation for the most part. Central banks have also hinted that they are going to tighten monetary policy in some shape or form. We've heard from the Bank of England, the Federal Reserve, for instance. The Bank of Japan might be one of those notable exceptions among these G10 central banks. And we've seen the yen start to soften, actually, in the recent times. Uh, you know, tell us, what does, does this basically make the yen one of the weaker currencies to watch in the coming months? Or might we actually see a surprise from the Japanese yen um, in the coming weeks uh, in, in the fourth quarter of the year? Well, I think the Bank of Japan will certainly be one of the last G10 central banks to be hiking rates. Inflation is still very low in Japan. We haven't seen it bounce uh, like what we've seen in the US or in some parts of Europe. Uh, so Japan really much remains in this sort of deflationary funk that they've been in for decades. So I think it's going to take quite a lot to see uh, inflation really moving up enough to start to uh, worry the Bank of Japan. So rates at zero looks like it's going to be the case for quite some time uh, in that country. All right. And closer to home, we can't not talk about monetary policy without talking about the Monetary Authority of Singapore. Mr. Goh set to make their next policy statement in a matter of weeks. Uh, and there are some who do think that there might be more um, higher expectations that they might even tweak uh, their policy settings for the Sing dollar, although most actually think they might leave it uh, unbalanced. I'd like to ask you, what's ANZ's take on this? What are your expectations as to what authorities might do with regards to policy here? I'm expecting the IMS to leave policy settings unchanged at their upcoming October meeting. Um, at the point, at this point in time, there's no real urgency for the MES to begin tightening policy. Core inflation has started to rise, but at 1.1%, it's still well below its long-term average. And uh, as you well know, with uh, COVID cases at record highs and recent safe management tightening measures, that's going to put a dampener on domestic demand. So the recovery is going to be delayed, and as such, 
uh, with the uncertainty still in the economic outlook, I think it's uh, best for the MAS to err on the side of caution and sit this meeting out. I expect them to begin policy normalization only in April next year. I think at that stage, we should be well underway in the reopening as booster shots really pick up pace. Uh, and the economy starts to open up. And at that point, I think we'll see growth fully recover and call inflation to be closer to its long-term average. So uh, just ver- just to end the interview here, Mr. Go, I do want to go back to the Australian dollar. You've laid out the case for the Aussie and the Sing dollar. If you compare the two, the Aussie Sing uh, rate at the moment, as we know, it's all we are seeing that it's trading below parity in favor of the Sing dollar. Could this parity, could we actually see this advantage for the Sing dollar, this slight advantage be erased in the coming months? I anticipate so. I mean, if, uh, you know, all goes well and Australia looks like they're set to reopen uh, faster than mm-hmm. Singapore, especially if their plans to uh, welcome their citizens back, uh, I think that you know, could be a good catalyst for the Aussie to start to rally ahead uh, of the Sing dollar. And after all, I only expect MES to tighten in uh, April next year. So I think uh, it's only early next year before we probably see a more sustained appreciation in the Sing dollar. And of course, the Aussie Sing dollar, another uh, one of those pairs to watch, especially here in Singapore, will be closely watched in the fourth quarter. Kun Go, head of Asia Research at ANZ, thank you so much for joining us today on Forks Fridays here on Money FM 89.3. As always, sorry, wish you and your loved ones continued health and safety during these times. And we look forward to the next time you can join us at the show. Meanwhile, do stay safe, sir, and have a great weekend ahead. Uh, thanks, uh, JP Young. You too. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.